Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is the podcast all about slow living in a fast-paced world. My name is Brooke McCallery and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for joining us indeed. My name is Ben McCallery and welcome to episode 182. Mm-hmm. How do you do with 182? So tell me, what are we going to talk about on today's episode? Well, <laughs> I... I I was part of a very interesting conversation on Twitter a couple of weeks ago that has it kind of tapped into thoughts that I've been having for a long time uh, and things that I'd noticed for a long time. And as a result, I've really been, I guess, thinking deeply on the topic of this Twitter thread that Mm -hmm. I was part of. And it was essentially about gender and minimalism. Mm -hmm. And particularly, I guess, the beginning of the thread was rooted in the idea that the vast majority of popular or well-known minimalism writers mm-hmm. are male and why that is. Correct. And I thought it was a really interesting question because I remember back in the day when I was first, I guess, exploring the idea of minimalism and I've spoken at length many times about my thoughts on the label of minimalism and all the problems that I think that it has and why I don't really use it anymore. Mm. But back in the day, that's what I was reading a lot about. And I remember even then recognising that there was definitely a trend towards um, most writers in minimalism being men. And there were things about that that frustrated me because usually, at least until the minimalists came on the scene, they were married men um, and they had a partner who helped with a lot of the day-to-day stuff. So they were free. And look, I'm speaking in very broad brushstrokes here. Uh, and not specific to one particular person, but kind of free to deal with the higher level stuff. Macro terms rather than the day-to-day. That's right, because there was at at the time I was a stay-at-home mum, so I was very deep in the everydayness of life, Mm -hmm. and there were a lot of things that I liked about minimalism, but so much of it was glossed over, I guess, by these writers, and it turns out that in a lot of instances that's because that's not where their head was at. Like they were looking at the very big picture stuff, which is very important. But I guess when I was looking for practicalities, um, they were lacking for a while there. Okay. So well, that's a good wrap up of what today's episode's all about. Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. How did you come across this thread? Um, I was tagged in it, actually. Someone was kind enough to say that obviously not all minimalism writers are men and that there are a lot of really strong female voices in the space. Uh, And I was tagged as one of those people and along with some incredible women who I'm lucky enough to call some of them friends. Mm. And it was really awesome, I guess, to see that as the place that the conversation started because it wasn't a negative, mm. it really wasn't a negative thread and I don't want it to sound like it was. But I do think that it, it kind of gave us the opportunity to start thinking about things and how uh, maybe the women who I have followed and continue to follow in the space write about things differently. And I think that's necessary to have all perspectives. But let's go back to when you were first introduced to minimalism, the tag of minimalism yeah. seven years ago. Yeah. How did you find out about it? Leo Babauta. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I loved it. I loved everything he had to say because he spoke about things uh, in 
probably not always, but what I remember that he wrote about were very broad brushstrokes, which is what I needed at the time. And it wasn't until I started to, I guess, decide. I, it wasn't until I, I decided that that was the way I wanted to go with life, you know, to start simplifying, that I came across these frustrating obstacles that mm. I couldn't necessarily find uh, really specific advice for. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started to get frustrated. And that's where I found people like Tish Oxenrider, who does a brilliant job. Courtney Carver. And Courtney Carver, yeah. yeah. They were the two first two I remember. female blogs yeah. that I started reading. Uh, and they both did a really wonderful job of being very practical, but not, I guess, not sort of rolling around in, in those tiny details for too long. You mm. know, really practical, hands-on mm. advice, and then moving on. Can I make a really broad br- brush observation as well at this stage? Yeah, I'm sure that's a term. <laughs> I really agree. I think that a lot of the male writers that I've read do these overarching theory, evidence and research type blogs, you know, and this is, again, really broad. Um, and they talk about, you know, big changes in their life, whereas I think the more practical writers are mostly females Mm. in that they provide more of the advice and the real nitty-gritty stuff Mm. like this is what you do in the home this is what you do with kids this is what you do with your partner do you know what I mean like that's that's how I feel and and I think you do as well yeah that has certainly been my experience and I don't necessarily think it needs it's it's not even really a gendered issue in that in that regard I don't think that's necessarily Mm. it but it's more about how people learn or how they apply that kind of information Mm. you know I think for me when I was first exploring the idea of simplifying I needed those really small steps like it was great to read an essay about why minimalism is important for your relationship Mm -hmm. fantastic Mm -hmm. but what does that actually look like Mm. how do I apply that what's one thing I can do this week that will impact my relationship in that way that's what I needed Mm in addition to the motivation. So I think there's a there's absolutely room and need for both ends. Mm. But I thought it was really interesting that still all the bestseller lists, as, as many wonderful varied voices as there are in this space, all the bestsellers are still male writers. Yeah. And this is I'm just talking about Amazon in like the, the minimalism kind mm. of niche. But I I've had thoughts about this myself and I don't know how I feel about the thoughts. Mm. But Personally, I always found it I, – I, I'm constantly qualifying myself mm-hmm. when, I, when I give advice or when I give a point of view. And that – I'm happy to do that because I believe those qualifiers, but that also dilutes what I'm saying to a certain point to make it more palatable or friendly. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of um, best-selling writers in all areas, they don't do that. No, it's, they don't. It's delivered from on high – and this is what I think and this is my opinion and this is what you should do, the end, no qualifiers. Mm. And I think that's what makes a best-selling book. It does. Yeah, it's that just stripped back advice, bang, it's that you know. ballsy, yeah. um, confident way of putting it out there. Yeah, it is. It, it definitely is. And there's something about that, just stepping, taking a step back, the feedback that we get from our lovely listeners when we run that recent listener survey mm. was that, one of the big issues and one of the greatest challenges for a lot of people is convincing their partner to come on board with adopting a slower, mindful life. Mm. And that can include decluttering, which is 
tapped into minimalism. So you look at all those qualifiers. But <laughs> the um, yeah, that's one of the big things is how do I convince my partner? And because we operate on this show on very practical sense, I think the way that the male and I think it's like ninety percent of our listeners are female. About that, right? that, in the in the eighties, high eighties, maybe. maybe. Yeah. A lot of men like to have that high. I think the high level reasoning before the actual practical application. This is what it can mean for mm. the future. This is what it can mean on a very high level of how it can change. Because I think if you go down to like specific things straight away. It, I don't know, for some reason it's less valuable or something. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Again, yeah, I think that's actually... Massive generalist. No, but I think that that's um, a lot of people would, would agree with you without necessarily knowing that that's what they're doing. And mm. I've certainly done the same thing. Like you look at those instructions given from, like I said, on high, yep. really um, direct but broad, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. You kind of spoken with some all-knowing confidence yep. is seen very different to someone who's writing a post about how to declutter your children's clothing. Cupboards. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they're both really valuable. But I think it's just it's just interesting. Yeah, that, it really that is. One type of writing is. Um, well, look, you know what? I'm not going to say it's valued above others because I don't know what the percentage of mm. outputs are. Like mm. how many. How many books are put out that are this kind of broad brushstroke picture of simplifying and how many are practical? I have no idea. And whether or not the reason that all the ones that are up the top are where they are is because that's all there is or if it's because there's some other bias at play, I don't know. Look, there's nothing particularly practical to take away from this episode other than... It's definitely given me um, a practical takeaway. And that's like, how can we join the dots? How can we join men's psychology and women's psychology and bring it together in a complete sort of package? And maybe it's us co-authoring a book. Oh, maybe. (laughs) You just finished. I really want to think about writing another book right now. That's exactly what I... Let's (laughs) let's talk about that off air. (laughs) I guess the takeaway is no matter your entry point into it, and it could be on that macro level or it could be something like reading a blog about decluttering your children's wardrobe Mm. or decluttering your handbag. It doesn't really matter. No, not at all. Just work with what works for you. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I think it's a matter of starting starting where you are, first of all, and also understanding that I'm not having a go at anyone in in this conversation. I don't think it sounded like it, did it? Stop qualifying. Yeah. See, this is what I do. This is what I do. I don't think I'm alone in that. This is what I do. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And just head over to the, the blog, I guess, would be the easiest place to let us know what you think about this or if you've got uh, another perspective. I'm sure there's hundreds of them uh, on this particular issue, but wherever it's slowyourhome.com slash 182. Leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah. And also, yeah. let us know your favourite writers and and people creating stuff about simplifying and slowing down and i'd love to get a broader picture of of what people are reading and what you're loving at the moment and who's speaking to you on you know on on the correct kind of level who's resonating with Mm. you right now Mm. because it's constantly changing there's always so many amazing voices coming into the conversation 
even this thread that I was part of on Twitter had lots of lots of, lots of suggestions, yeah. lots of women who I had not come across before. Um, I mean, obviously we've got Courtney Carver and Tish Oxen writer, Kate Flanders, um, but also Jennifer from Simply and Fiercely, um, Tammy Strobel from Rowdy Kittens, Tiny Ambitions, Brit from Tiny Ambitions, um, got Jessica Rose Williams. Like, there's lots of different voices that are emerging. Um, some of them have emerged before I did. Uh, and I think it's important to, I guess, broaden our horizons as well. Yeah, but anyway, let us know what you think. Let us know who you're reading, who you're loving. And have a good week, my friends. Mm-hmm.